Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Les Bowen. Hello, Jeff. Good uh, to see you. Yep. Paul Domowich. Hello. And we are from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, please read our stuff at inquire.com if you will and want to subscribe. You can uh, pay there on the website, inquire.com. And please uh, join up for our Early Birds newsletter, um, inquire.com slash earlybirds. All right, guys. Uh, we're in the midst of Eagles two-day scrimmages, joint scrimmages with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, we saw the first on Monday. It was about mm, a little less than a two-hour session. And this was the first chance that Carson Wentz had to go up against an opposing defense. It'll probably be the only opportunity he does have to go against right. opposing defense until the first game. It's more sounds more than likely that he will not play this Thursday or in the preseason at all. I thought that he was pretty good. Um, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't great, but a lot of credit has to be given to that that Baltimore defense. That was the number one ranked defense last year. And that secondary is very good. They just added Earl Thomas this offseason, Tony Jefferson. They have two good cornerbacks in uh, uh, Jimmy Smith and uh, Marlon Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you guys were watching along with me. Did you yep. spend most of your time looking at the offense? Yeah. Yeah, what did you make of, uh, of Wentz specifically and then maybe some of the other guys we saw? I would have liked to have seen more. Um, they did a lot of running plays, first of all. You know, which is fine. I know they need to do that. But when you're not really tackling to the ground, it's, I had an interesting talk with Corey Clement about this. It's really hard for us to evaluate running plays. Was the guy stopped? Would he have been stopped? You know, I, but uh, – and, and Wentz, he threw some, some longer routes, uh, but you didn't really see anything real dynamic from what they did. Uh, you know, it, it was pretty static and, uh, you know, kind of up and down, frankly. Well, with regard to the running, uh, you know, doing a lot of running plays, I mean, I think a lot of it is the fact that they're they're going up against uh, a, a defense that plays multiple fronts, uh, seeing a lot of three-man fronts. They want to know how to block it because they're going to go up against one in week one when they play the Redskins. So uh, I think that's their main concern and just knowing they're, you know, getting the blocking assignments right for uh, for against against that front. Uh, you know, they looked, they've looked good in the, in the red zone against these guys yesterday. Um and, you know, I mean, that's an area they're trying to improve in this year after finishing 17th in red zone production last year. So, uh, you know, uh, th- those are the two things I took away. Yeah, I thought they ran pretty well early on. There were some pretty big holes where I think no matter what, they're gaining five-plus yards there. And I was surprised to see Corey Clement being yeah. the first tailback to get carries there. Now, I think maybe that has something to do with the fact that they're thinking he's not going to play this preseason. Right. You know, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders had. Let's – and maybe will on Thursday. Let's give him an opportunity here to, to go up against another team. Or maybe this is the first week that he's been fully cleared. I that think could that be, might be that could as, be as well. big a deal. But, yeah, they've given some reps to Sanders and Howard. They're about the only two yeah. offensive, you know, starter types that have really played a lot uh, in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised to see how Clement did yesterday. I've kind of been a little – a little bit of a skeptic on him, given that it's taken so long to get him in the full swing. But he looked very sharp. This is, I mean, it's going to be interesting here because, I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that Darren Sproles is obviously making this team. Uh, they're not playing him in the preseason at all, and, and he's looked fine. And I didn't see him get reps yesterday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, but they, but they but consider this so, a preseason. I mean, that, that could leave just one roster spot if they go with four running backs. I mean, do you guys think Corey Clement – 
has yeah. this team made? Yeah, uh, I think so. Um, again, I agree with Les. I think he's looked fast. He's looked mm-hmm. dynamic. Um, and I don't think that's ever been a concern. With My concern with him a lot of times is like he just doesn't hit the hole the right way. He kind of, right. you know, his vision isn't particularly great. But, and look, he gives you um, a multifaceted type player. I mean, he can catch the ball. He's been very good in the red zone. Um, he obviously can run the ball. We saw what he did in the Super Bowl. And he can return kicks too. And I don't think you can say the same about um, some of those other guys. And it, it just seems like they were kind of just muddled. They just thrown all those guys into one pot. The Josh Adams is mm-hmm. the uh, one Boston of the small Scott, woods, yeah. the Boston Scots, and mm-hmm. the Donnell Pumphreys. I think they're going to keep four running backs. And I think they have a good – I mean, it's amazing when you think about how much they've upgraded at that position. Oh, yeah. The top two running backs from last year probably won't make the team. Well, I tell you, I think teams are going to get – these guys you know I think I think Boston Scott can play in the league I think Josh Adams obviously can play in the league and Wendell Smallwood is a veteran running back who's you know he's not going to be anybody's lead back but he can certainly play a complimentary role for a lot of teams I would imagine all three of those players will be playing in yeah. the NFL this year just not for the Eagles but I'm going to disagree Eagles. with you guys on the fact that they're only going to keep four running backs maybe five, five. You think five? I think five only because a Darren Sproles is 39 yeah. 40 whatever he is yeah I can see that secondly Miles Sanders still is a rookie, and they don't. You know, everything has that we've seen so far is that he's 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 beyond his years as far as his development. But until he gets out there in a regular season game, we don't know so who's your if fifth? he's ready or not. Right now, um, I'd say Josh Adams. Yeah, I the reason why I may agree with you that on, on when Adams is that if Howard gets hurt, they don't have a power back. He don't have a power back. Yeah. And he's your most obvious power back. He can't really do much else besides run on first and second right. down. He's a good, pretty good runner right. on first and second down. He can break tackles. He's a physical guy. Yeah. Um, but he has gotten hurt a fair amount over uh, over his first year. Um, yeah, I'm just, not opposed to that yeah. five-back idea. It's just I think we're going to end up in a situation where we're going to say this about a bunch of positions. Yeah, and they you know, be. Well, they could keep six wide receivers. Well, they could keep six corners. And then yeah. you get to where you're trying to count to 53, and all of a sudden, ooh. You know. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I – I like – we were just talking about how they're going to be cutting good people at running yeah. back. So, yeah, well, yeah it's always my, possible that – Right, yeah, or trading him. A lot of seven-round um, seven pads. But here's my thing. I mean, picks. like, they don't care as much about running back. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a position – there are tons of good, decent running backs out there because it's not a valuable position in the NFL. So, yeah. I think they're, they're – one, that's, that's going to make it very difficult for them to trade a running back. Right. And two, I don't think they care as much about that. But what I will say – and this is a transition, guys. Play along here with me. They may only keep with two tight ends because right now we have Richard Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep three. I, they typically will yeah. keep three. But remember back in the day, Andy used to. Now the yeah. positions changed. You, you're sure going to want three. But my point is that yeah, could at some point a roster spot could open up here because of an injury. I'll say no to that only because they played thirteen personnel Deep last fair year, amount. a fair amount. And I didn't like uh, it. You could a lot do of times. it with <laughs> an offensive lineman, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I got, right now, I guess I would put Josh Perkins in, but I don't particularly love Josh Perkins. I do man. like Josh. Per- I'll stand up for Josh Perkins. I, I think he's so a solid mistakes. guy. He makes mistakes, but he's a. I think he has good hands. I think he's tough. Uh, he had remember the touchdown play in Jacksonville. Uh, the the long ball Thorson threw uh, that. Uh, yeah. Who was it? Greg Ward came back mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Uh, he cut inside, and Perkins made a beautiful block to yeah. for him to score. You know, I think Perkins, you know, is a third tight end. I, I kind of like Josh. You could also make the case that if, if Perkins ends up being on the roster, 
I mean, he also can play wide receiver. He's a hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he's a good special teams that guy. That might alter their need to play to keep six wide receivers. Uh, yeah, but a lot of times they use the three tight ends in run situations. Right. Yeah, and he's and not a run gets, blocker. Gets, yeah. I mean, last year, remember that? because they were down certain <clears throat> receivers, they they did a lot of that thirteen personnel, and we're like, when did Josh Perkins become the secret weapon? Yeah. I I didn't understand that yeah. at all. But um, I will say, it didn't look good for Richard Rodgers yesterday. No, he pulled up lame. Uh, after catching a ball, and he was pretty distraught. It was visible um, to us nearby that that's and you know Doug didn't have an update after um, during his press conference today and said they're doing a few more tests. But and when the me, coach yeah. gives you a hug when you when you're on the ground, that's never a good sign. Yeah. Card off it, the, the it, head and the towel. It looks like Achilles calf, maybe you know, maybe not Achilles, but that this that was one of the times yesterday when you wish you had and replay during practice because most of us saw him catch the ball then turned to other things and then all of a sudden he was on the ground at yeah. the sideline yeah. and people were running over and we were like hmm what happened here well he turned right in front of me i was i had to be standing yeah. right there and i was like that didn't look to, to another reporter i'm like that looked weird the way he cut yeah um and it wasn't like he twisted an ankle i don't think just the way that he was he finished out the run yeah um he took a big hit from the first guy that he made yeah, contact with. Yeah, he kind of fended him off a little bit. Yeah, incidental. Yeah, but he landed so I don't weird. Know which, yeah, which, whether he got hurt when he got hit the first time or, or I, it, it almost looked like it was non-contact. It came yeah. after. Yeah. he got. It was like just the way he was while running. he was running right. out the yeah. pattern. Yeah. Um, let's stay with the offense a little bit, though. Um, we mentioned certainly Wentz and, and Corey Clement. What'd you make of the receiver play? I mean, Jimmy Smith and Marlon Humphrey are. Mm-hmm. strong physical cornerbacks and i would say alshon jeffrey had a better day than deshaun jackson because of that yeah you kind of saw you remember when deshaun was here the first time it was it was tough for him against a really good corner you know you're not open as much and you know he's a small guy and and big physical corner really can give him some problems there was a Wentz had a great completion down the side, far sideline to Nelson Aguilar on kind of a wheel route yeah. that I really liked. But uh, you're right, Deshaun didn't catch much of anything yesterday. No, and he uh, there was one deep ball to him. It was overthrown a little bit. Yeah. and But Humphrey ran with him step for step. I mean, the ball was overthrown, but he wasn't open. Yeah. <laughs> Marlon Humphrey was right there running yeah. with him. Well, I mean, and, that, and we've seen him, you know, we keep talking about how Deshaun's still fast, and he is, yeah. and I don't know exactly what happened before that. Maybe he mm-hmm. was a stutter step, which allowed the cornerback to run with him. He didn't bite on it. But, you know, Deshaun is not the Deshaun of right. six or seven or eight years But ago. as long as well, he gets people to go out there with him, yeah. you know. And that, it's going to happen. And yeah. that <laughs> happened on an earlier play where he went and ran a deep post and he took def- two defenders with him, and Aguilar was open underneath. I mean, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but against good corners – Deshaun sometimes will be very quiet. Yeah. Well, he's never been he's never been good when t- when 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 people have played him physically. The the problem is defenses are afraid to do that because if you miss, yeah. he's behind he's you. Um, right. And in today's so, NFL, you can't get away yeah. uh, with that, as much but, as you used to. But he he has not lost anything. I mean, if if he's lost a step, I don't see it. Um you know, so that's, I mean, whether, whether that's, I, I don't, you know, I, I was talking to Mike Quick a few days ago and he didn't think that's necessarily going to translate into big reception numbers for, for Deshaun, maybe 50. What he thinks is going to happen is it's going to affect the rest of the offense. It's going to affect the, uh, you know, it's going to open things up underneath for everybody else. Yeah. Well, uh, there was one play where Carson kind of rolled out to his left and he hit and he, Deshaun was open and he, and he threw it just a touch high 
and then I, it wasn't Humphrey that knocked uh, that knocked the ball out, but a, a cornerback did. Yeah, and then you see, I don't know if Deshaun was frustrated, or whatever it was, but it was the end of the set, and Carson walked all the way around to Deshaun, who was like on one knee, kind of like with his head dipped, mm-hmm. and had a long talk with him. I I can't. Uh, you know, speculate as to what was said there. Right. But, you know, the, they're still working through a lot of things, I think. And a lot of that has to do with the deep ball. And Carson, if you ask me, just hasn't been – that hasn't – that's not his forte. No. Um, and with an arm well, like that, it probably should be at some point. Well, the thing that we talked about yesterday when we saw that Deshaun play that you were just talking about, the long ball, uh, he didn't put any air under it. It was just a straight line rope. There was no chance for Deshaun to run under it. And that's kind of the opposite of what Nick Foles would do yeah. in that situation. You know, sometimes Nick threw it too soft and got picked off. But uh, you know, they're just what he didn't give the receiver much of a chance uh, unless they had been yeah. just did totally in sync and it had landed in Deshaun's arms. That was the only way he was going to catch it. He couldn't find it. Well, he, well even yeah. even in 2017 when he had an MVP season until he got hurt. Uh, his Carson's completion percentage wasn't particularly good on balls twenty yards and, and yeah. longer. They were he was much better at deep balls that year than he was in the other two yeah, years. But, but still, still, he wasn't, wasn't a, he wasn't, wasn't like some of the number. other guys, yeah, right? It was comparable mm-hmm. to what you know what Nick uh, has has done in his place, uh, which you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I asked Doug this too. I mean, is there an element to this where having that strong of an arm? affects your ability to have good touch down the field. Whereas like, yeah. whereas Nick doesn't have Carson's arm. So, okay, Has I can make touch. this touch throw yeah. because I don't have the arm. Whereas Carson just wants to laser it down there sometimes. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that has any factor. Well, you, you had asked Carson today, you know, about the fact that he hasn't been scrambling as nearly as much in practice. And uh, he kind of didn't really give a, a, a particularly effective he, answer. But, the, I mean, I, I mean, that's where a lot of – you know, the 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 plus to him is when he can he can get outside the pocket and and they can do scramble drills with people like right. Deshaun and who are going to be able yeah, to get open. Yeah, he can do that heave so, on the run yeah. really well. So we yeah. haven't seen that much <laughs> You're in right. practice because he's not doing it. Right. right, and that'll be an element to his game that we'll see obviously this season. I think the the concern with him is just <laughs> whether he's going to extend that play too long and yeah, right, trying to be yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. when he's going to extend it and run downfield, and he's not sliding or getting out of bounds. And um, I asked him if it was a conscious decision on his part, and he said he didn't. Didn't it wasn't. Um, but it's going to have to be because again, I think his instinct is to be Superman. Yeah, yeah. Last year, when he was trying to prove that he was okay with the knee, it seemed like every play he was rolling out, he was scrambling, he was sprinting out. Yeah. You know, in training camp. And whether that, that was the design of the play or not, and now you just don't see it. You're right. We, we don't see much. I mean, he did it in the first three or four games, too, and then all of a sudden it yeah. stopped because his back started hurting him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be interested to see this year when they start when people can hit him what adjustments they make and what he's wearing underneath uh, mm-hmm. to yeah. protect that back uh, without – they you know, I mean, you can put a lot under there, but it also you, – you, you can't allow it to be cumbersome where it's affecting the way he throws and moves. So – um, you know, I got to believe that they've been spending a lot of time during the offseason trying to figure out uh, fine state of the art equipment and have it developed that they can protect that back and not have a repeat yeah. of last year. Before we transfer transfer uh, transition to another topic, I do want to say, I mean, I don't, don't want to make it seem like we're saying that Carson is not going to be good or whatever. He's had a very good camp. Oh, he's yeah, looked yeah, great, yeah, and yeah. and he's just. Uh, um, I think one of the one of the uh, byproducts of or 
maybe one of the reasons why he hasn't been scrambling much, and he mentioned this, is that things he's processing things quicker. Yeah. That's what the coaches are saying. And maybe because he doesn't have to run. He's just he's making all his throws or he's making all the right reads. Um, he doesn't have to resort yeah. to, to uh, extending uh, plays. One thing I've noticed about uh, him in, in, in a lot of their work in practice and, and against Baltimore – a lot of quick passes, a lot of a lot of quick throws outside, whether it's bubble screens or mm-hmm. or hitches. I mean, he he, made, he he pointed out today he's going to get the ball out quickly. Uh, plus, on top of that, he, he's doing a much better job of reading, uh, absolutely uh, going through his reads. Take those because look, they can't afford him to get hurt, and we've seen now in the first two preseason games. The starter, quote unquote starter, uh, but really the backup, has gotten injured with Nate Sudfeld yep. breaking mm-hmm. his wrist, and then Cody Kessler last week suffered a concussion. Now Cody Kessler's concussion wasn't as serious as, as uh, I guess maybe we were led to believe when they signed Josh right. McCown, but I think we were all under the, at least I was, I d- I thought it didn't fact it didn't matter. Kessler should not have been the backup at any point if it was even for one game because mm-hmm. he's just not he's not anywhere near competent, and they could found they could have found someone anywhere. That was better than him, and clearly they felt the same way. They went out inside Josh McCown. We haven't talked about it yet. Um, I guess my, my question to you guys is, what does this mean for Nate Sudfeld? I think that is the is is the biggest part of this. I think we kind of have to see how McCown looks. I mean, it's you don't easy think it's a, to, yeah, a it's easy to look at his resume and say, well, you know, there's no way they're going to dress Sudfeld ahead of him. But McCown kind of played like crap last year. <laughs> Uh, when he's with the Jets, he had a really good year the year before that. I don't know how to really interpret that. I've only seen him for two days. Uh, I want to see him do a few things before I declare unilaterally that Nate yeah. Sudfeld will never be the and backup you, quarterback. And you believe the Eagles probably feel that way, too. Yeah, I I, I got to think they do, but Sudfeld's got to get healthy, obviously, and then we'll see who who's the – it might be on a week-to-week basis who gets to be the number two and who's the number three. You Doug know? made it very clear, though, it, 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 there's a competition here. Yep. When he was asked about Nate, he didn't say, oh, no, Nate's still the number two. He said, nope, we're bringing in more people, and, you know. He did. And, and you wonder yeah. if there might be, and I'm just really pulling this out of my uh, hat. Uh, you know, They're going to say something if else. The, if the, the front office uh, maybe likes the guy that they drafted, uh, you know, or, or the guy they developed, Nate Sudfeld, they didn't draft him, and uh, – Doug's more of the boy I, you know, having been a veteran, forty-year-old quarterback himself, a backup. Maybe he's well, kind of he's more he, comfortable with that kind of guy. Here's why I kind of like think that theory is possible. So when the trade, when the signing went down, I guess a source mentioned to me how, you know, this isn't really anything about about Nate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, and I, you know, I kind of like read through that. I'm like, nah, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Why would they, you know? He's only played one preseason game. They haven't seen enough. He's only played in two regular season games. And then Doug came out with the real message. So you got someone, my understanding was probably someone from the front office. Trying to reassure Nate. Yeah, exactly. But, Whereas Doug's like, no, I, right. This is what it really is. This will be up to me, and right. I'm going to yeah. make the decision. Nate, right. Nate didn't hasn't been lighting it up in practice yeah. before he got hurt. I mean, he was okay, but he was also he was very uh, erratic at times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've never, you know, I haven't been a big Nate fan from the start. I mean, I thought they needed to look for somebody. I don't know if it's McCown or not, but clearly, I mean, this isn't going to be a gimme. I mean, if McCown comes in here, learns the offense quickly, and 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 looks good in practice before the season starts, 
I got to believe that they're going to think long and hard about making him the number two. I was well, surprised. I think they wanted to see Nate in this preseason a lot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that was one of the yeah. keys, key things they wanted to get done this preseason was have him play early in games, yeah. which he has not done in previous preseasons. In fact, he was only here for last preseason, the year before he was with Washington in the preseason. So, yeah, they really wanted to get uh, to get him out there and, and get some reps and all that good stuff. And, and it just uh, isn't going to happen. I think – that really affected their yeah. view of the situation. I wonder. I wonder though if it would have benefited them to bring in McCown, let's say in March, as opposed to now, or McCown or some other veteran to to push yeah. Nate or compete with Nate, um, and then now also to actually learn the offense in case you needed him, because now McCown's yeah. got to do some learning here. Yeah, but I think he's such a veteran that he'll do that learning, and I'm not sure he wanted to be. It's kind of a Darren Sproles type deal. I think he's, you know, he has kids that he wants to coach, and I think he kind of hit training camp at about the time he wanted to hit a training camp. You know, yeah. with enough time to but, get ready for the but season. But somebody, I mean, there, yeah. look, there weren't many guys. This was an attractive place for for someone like that to come in because, again, a he's, he's been with two winning teams his entire career. Yeah, but yeah. but I meant in terms of like the backups, like the Tannehills and the Bortles. Um, who would have an opportunity maybe to start somewhere? So you're not gonna get one of those right. guys, and then you're Absolutely not gonna get not. you're not gonna get some, you're not gonna get someone who's automatically be like, okay, you are the number two because Nate was here. Mm-hmm. So you have to come in and compete for that job too. Right. Whereas like I guess in in certain uh, towns, um, behind a uh, let's say a, a yeah. rookie guy, you're gonna be the number two. Right. Yeah. yeah. When the when they had a healthy Nate, they weren't selling exactly. this job. Nate as was kind anything, of blocking uh, that yeah. job for them. Also, yeah. to, to Howie's credit. I mean, done, he's done a good job of, of – I mean, they, they feel they can win the Super Bowl this year, and they don't want to – they're trying to cover every possible base, worst-case scenarios, and, and including having two quarterbacks go down. Uh, so, you know, I, I think they feel a lot better now that they've got three guys, that, but, mm-hmm. you know, two backups that they feel could step in and possibly uh, yeah, I mean, look, plug the leak. Yeah, if, when you have a team that you think they can win the Super Bowl, you can't be nickel-diamond things. No, you got to right. be just kind of going all out. Especially at that position. Right, absolutely yeah. at that position. Uh, we didn't see much of the defense, at least because, uh, <clears throat> again, the defense was going against the, the Ravens' offense while the Eagles' offense mm-hmm. was going against the Ravens' defense, and it was on, it's on that middle field. It's very tough for us to see what's going on there. From what I understand, and talking to some of the players – they didn't throw the ball much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with Lamar Jackson, it's yeah. it's basically run, run, run. Right. And when he's running, you can't hit him. So, like, what kind of benefit is that to the to the defense? So, apparently, I mean, at least from their perspective, they did well against yeah. that unit. Um, uh, one of the big benefits, I think, and Doug mentioned this, was the Ravens used two backs. And one of the Eagles' defensive players mentioned to me last week that we just don't see two backs. He, they, I guess the, the Titans did a little bit of that yes. in the – preseason opener and he, and he was saying you know that was why they didn't maybe look so good against the run is we haven't practiced against this look mm-hmm. you know so now they are but i'm wondering how many two back teams are they going to face in the in the regular season i don't know but golly when they yeah. get to one it's gonna, <laughs> yeah I mean, well like, the patriots in the super bowl that would be one exactly i mean the 49ers have a two back uh, system but they don't, i don't think they play the 49ers this yeah year. and I, i'm not sure on some of these teams whether they've changed their offenses or tweaked them and and are using more two back probably not but um, you know, it, it's, it's a look they'll have seen at least. Right. Mm-hmm. Any concern about the linebacker uh, position? Zach Brown left practice early as, yesterday and, and had his ankle wrapped in the locker room. So that's now you got Camus. You got uh, – I don't know how serious his injury is. He's walking around. It didn't seem like it was, you know, anything serious. But 
Um, look, I, as we mentioned before, that's not the most important position on the defensive side of the ball. But, but yeah, but, but there's a but. Yeah, and, and Nigel is the butt to me. I mean, we mm-hmm. just haven't seen – I mean, Nigel's been out there some, but you don't get the sense that he's fully cleared, right? Do you get that sense? No, I, well, I saw him yesterday, and I said, come back soon. He's like, nope, week one. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if week one's going to be – You know, yeah. if he's out there week one and looks like Nigel Bradham, then I don't think there's a huge problem yeah. with the linebackers. If he isn't, yeah, there probably right. is, because Camus not going to be back by then. No, yeah. and then you have like then you're relying on the Nate Garys of the world. Yeah, um, I've, one guy I've liked what I've seen is L.J. Fort. Uh, yeah, they're going to use him in sub packages as a coverage guy, and he's shown to be you know that he's he, he's very good at that. Pittsburgh did not like Singleton losing him. Can do that too. I think mm-hmm. Alex Singleton, I think, can do a little yeah. bit of that too. And, you know, I mean, Schwartz is going to come up with some right. – there's a reason they've got – they added Cyprian uh, if he makes the team a, a, a big right. a big safety that they can use as a quasi-linebacker. Uh, so he could do the same thing with Sendeo. Uh, so, he'll, you know, he'll figure out ways to put more DBs on the, on the field and yeah. still be able to stop Speaking the run. Speaking of nickel and diming, we're going to see a lot of that this season. Yeah. A lot of yeah. nickel and dime personnel. Yeah. All right, well, uh, go ahead, Les, you had one more thing. Yeah, they brought in a linebacker this week, Chris Worley, and you would think a guy coming in this late in camp, you know, is just there to play the fourth preseason game. And Yeah, but I would, if I were Chris Worley's agent, I'd be telling him, hey, there's a chance here. They only have, like, three or four healthy guys. You know, if you come out and stand on your head and look like the greatest linebacker ever, they'll keep you. Exactly. And I think that's probably true. That's the only position on the team right now where that's the right. case. Yeah, I mean it's amazing when, when uh, you get down to cut down day and you spend all these time, all this time with like guys that you know that have been on the ninety man roster, and you think that yeah. maybe they got a shot and they don't have a shot ends up being, and then the Eagles bring in two yeah. guys off they pick off the waivers and they're there right. for all season and all right. season, they yeah. got an important uh, role on the team and it's that's something we can't really parse you, you can't know, and you can't predict it you cannot yeah, predict it who the bucks are going to cut you know I don't know I mean yeah yeah you don't know I mean there there maybe if you really do a little bit you dig deeping. Um, uh, but again, we have this team to worry about. We sure do, and we'll worry about it today. Uh, game, uh, day two of the inner squad scrimmage with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Please read about it and all of our you know read all our other stories at inquire.com. Please subscribe. Nobody covers the Eagles like quite like we do. Uh, I, I feel very confident in saying so. And then if you want to get on the early birds newsletter, uh, I already told you about that. Uh, that's Les Bowen. I'm. Uh, that's Paul Domwich. I'm Jeff McLean. We'll talk to you next time.